1843 when the county was formed, where they drew the line meant that southeastern Catawba County suddenly was a minority uh, politically and culturally. Welcome to the Catawba Chronicles, where we connect you to amazing people and businesses from Catawba County, past and present. Whether you're new or have been here for what feels like forever, this podcast is for you. We hope this podcast will help you get to know our community better and make you feel more comfortable joining in on the conversation. So find a comfy chair and grab a cup and get ready to hear some great stories about our little corner of North Carolina. I had the pleasure of speaking with Mr. Eats today, and I, I was blown away at the stuff that this gentleman knows and how much he cares about the history of Catawba County and the area here in Sheryl's Ford. Um, I think it's safe to say that his lineage goes back as far as it can for this area. Um, we spoke not only about him growing up here and we spoke about his extended family and their past he taught me some things about the area that I was unaware unfortunately for today's episode we didn't get to cover as much as I wanted to cover there was so much to what he knew that we briefly touched on a number of times We even got caught up in some side conversations, which took up a lot of our time. Um, And as you know, time is precious and there's a lot to do, especially uh, around the holiday season. So we had to cut things short. We didn't get the, the material that we wanted for today's podcast, but we did cover a lot of great stuff and I believe set up the foundation for quite a few episodes to come. So if you enjoy what we speak about today, if you're interested in hearing more, please let me know. We did touch on the fact that Mr. Eats is going to be joining Mr. Howard in a history through pictures done by the Friends of the Library, which will be hosted at Rehoboth Church. I'm not sure that anyone listening to this episode, when it airs, in early January, we'll have time to get to that event. It's already filled up quite quickly. This is on the back of a a thing that they have done prior. They just didn't have the pictures to to back up. And so this is something new that they're going to try. I hope to have Mr. Eats back to tell us all about it. And if it's going to be what I think it is, there probably is a place for not only him to talk about this more often, but also share in person what they have accumulated in pictures and experiences and stories. In talking to Mr. Eats, I really think we've uncovered a purpose behind the awareness of the history in the area. This area is a very special place. I think anyone that's been here, anyone that's from here, people that are choosing to move here, they will all tell you that there is a reason that they are drawn to this area of Catawba County. A lot of them might want 
proximity to Lake Norman. That is true. But there are a lot more that it's deeper than that. In Mr. Eat's case, it goes as about as deep as it can go. In my case, I left. And there was something that drew me back here. And I think anyone that knew me, even while I was gone, knew that this was probably where I was going to end up. Even at some points, I didn't know it myself. It's the people, as Mr. Eat says, that make a community. And the people here, they might not be completely unlike other parts of the world. It might not be unique or special, but there's something about the people here that make it what it is. It's a place worth being forever. It's a place worth coming back to. And as Charlie Journey said, it's a place that you wouldn't be upset if this is where things ended up. You were saying that, you know, your family's been around a while Mm -hmm. and um, you've seen some things change. You've seen a lot of things change. I mean, your family's seen everything change. Right. But what would you say is the most, um, uh, what was the most shocking? I like progress. Like as an individual, I enjoy change. That's just who I am. So with that, I, I enjoy it. But what I've seen it do to certain families and you know they can't afford to be here anymore Um, but like you said i mean there is an alternative and everything's got its pros and cons Mm -hmm. well i sometimes hear uh i sometimes hear people say that they wish you know it just would go back to the way it was whatever time period they were young so whether that's you know 1960 or whether it's 1980 Mm -hmm. that's the time they wanted to go back to which you know cannot happen um and as I say, it's just uh, we are too close to Charlotte. We're too close to the lake. We're too close to the airport. We're too close to all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about uh, Catawba County, picture it as a, a just sort of a rectangle. Um, across the top of the rectangle is Interstate 40. Down the uh, right-hand side is 77. Mm-hmm. And then over on the left-hand side is 16 and 321. Mm. And along the bottom of the rectangle is Highway 150. We're right in the middle of that Highway 150, which is linking uh, all of those major roads. Um, And we're close to Charlotte. Uh, When 150 finally is improved, there's you just cannot be in a... A no, geographic yeah. location like that, right. and not expect to have growth pressures. Yeah, um, and it, it's easier to deal with issues that come from growth than from decline. If right. you're in an area that um, the exciting economic development you have is a new Dollar General store, mm-hmm. you have more issues to worry about than if your pressure comes from rapid economic growth. Right. I mean, I think for me growing up, the the Terrell Country Store, right, Mm -hmm. was a huge piece to this area Mm -hmm. anyway. Um, I do remember, what was that? Was it cotton? Was it the cotton mill right here? The gins, yes. Yeah. Uh Um, I remember being in that as a kid and those buildings going away. Mm -hmm. A lot of the old homes, people that land that you, I would assume nobody would have sold, Mm -hmm. but it just kind of happens. 
So I imagine we're going to lose the rest of it. You had said something about the music hall Mm -hmm. being here, and I didn't even remember that. Right. So what would you say is the biggest? Well, as um, I said about geography being destiny, and I, I I feel like I came to that understanding as a very young man. So I've been expecting growth for a long time. And the reality is all of what's happening now would have happened much earlier if it had not been for the great recession in you know 2007 yeah, right. and eight yeah. uh, it was already underway mm-hmm. and then we had sort of a gap that lasted for a long time yeah um, probably the thing that I didn't anticipate as you know a 20 year old college student is that the houses and neighborhoods, uh, would become as large and excess expensive as they are. I, you were talking about a 1960s lake house. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, for a long, long time, the lake was uh, single wide trailers and little cabins and dirt roads. And to go from that to Northview Harbor oh, yeah. is a big change. Yeah. And um, that was... I didn't anticipate that we would get to the point where, you know, there were $3 million houses all along those coves. Yeah. Um, I remember riding down to, uh, you know, by lake, you know, the further south you go, the further you get towards Charlotte mm-hmm. um, and seeing the houses there. I don't think I ever realized when at that time that it would happen up here. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie Journey and I were talking last week. And, and we were talking about the those years on the water. And even when I was a kid, I don't remember seeing the people that are there, the boats. I mean, you know, you, we can go, we could go out all day, and we could get into trouble as kids and just mm-hmm. not see anybody. Yeah, we we kept our boat at uh, what was then Bill's Marina at the Buffalo Shoals Bridge, right. and my high school friends and I would come in the summer after we'd all finished our summer jobs and get in the boat and um, there just there wouldn't be other boats it, it was the lake was still like glass we would ski all up and down we rarely back then went below the 150 bridge yeah but from the 150 bridge up on a weekday in the afternoon in the summer it was just like a big pond mm-hmm. we, we didn't have anybody out there with us and I remember uh, at least once I skied from the Buffalo Shoals Bridge all the way to Cowan's Ford Dam, um, which I couldn't do physically now. Right. Um, but I couldn't do, even if I were young and still could ski, yeah. I couldn't do because there are no wake signs everywhere now under oh, the true. bridges. Yeah. There weren't when I was in high school. Hmm. So you could do that. Yeah, and you went to um, you went Bandies. to Bandies as well. Bandies. Okay. Yeah. What year did you graduate? Nineteen seventy nine. Seventy nine. And then you went to did you say law school. I, I went to eventually to law school. Yes, uh, and then came back here after law school. And I spent my first two years uh, working for a federal judge as a law clerk in Charlotte, which again talking about changes. Mm-hmm. He lived uh, at South Park. Yeah. Uh, 
and I could drive then. This is 1990 to 92. Mm-hmm. I could drive from Charles Ford to the federal courthouse in downtown Charlotte faster than he could drive there from South Park. Um, I couldn't do that now. No. No. But back then, I could. Yeah, as um, Mr. Journey was talking about, you know, from door to door here in Cheryl's Ford to downtown Mooresville, you know, it was like 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then now you've got to wait 10 minutes to pull in your driveway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, back then I would drive, um, and I really didn't hit any traffic at all until I got to Sunset Road yeah. uh, in Charlotte. Uh, 16 the new 16 wasn't around yet, so I didn't do it very often. But um, 77 was an easy drive yeah. back then. It was so a, you would go 77, not mm-hmm. 16. Yeah, yeah, it was It was uh, about 45 minutes back mm-hmm. then. Uh, but it was 45 minutes every day. It was not like now where you never know whether it's going to be uh, an hour or two hours. It right. was just every so day. what brought you back? I imagine it was just family. Uh, yes. Uh, so this is a question my children ask me a lot because <laughs> they, they uh, both of them also went to Chapel Hill uh, and then promptly moved off other places. Yeah. But um, the urban areas were not what they are in uh, 1990 right. that they are now. Right. Um, when I clerked for Judge Potter, downtown Charlotte was barren uh, yeah. there were very few restaurants for us to eat at we often ended up eating at green's hot dog stand which was right there next to the federal courthouse and because there just weren't many places to eat yeah uh and come you know five five thirty it it closed down there were there there was no nightlife right. uh there weren't apartments there weren't uh condos there weren't townhomes springing up everywhere there were no high-rise residential places right um what people wanted to do then was have a house in Union County or on the lake. Uh, mm. They weren't young college kids were not graduating and living in urban areas. Right. Uh, so my family was here. Uh, I could uh, live in Charles Ford and work in Charlotte, which is what I thought yeah. I wanted to do. Yeah. So it, it made sense for me to come back. I don't know what I'd do if I were a you know, 20-something-year-old now um yeah um they my son's in california right now after having spent uh years in um new york city mm-hmm. and my daughter just uh left nashville uh, so much more urban oriented mm-hmm. living decisions for them than what i made do you think they'll ever come back here I doubt it very much. Um, do you do you guys have a lot of family that are that are staying in the area? Then I mean, because that, one of my concerns, as far as that goes, is the the lineage of people that have been here forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that I don't. I'm sure there will always continue to be some of that, but you're right. I mean, it. it I left, um, graduated, came back, and went to Miami for a little while mm-hmm. is there's something about this area for me and the, the lake. I, you know, there was no place like home for me in that regard, but I feel like that's not the same for a lot of other say, kids or young adults. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's changing so fast. Right. 
I would say, uh, very acutely over the last 20 years, what has impressed upon me is that um, the most important part of a community is the people. Uh, right. So when you're thinking about uh, what home is, uh, it's it, it really ends up being less about the geography than about the people who are there. And so by the time you at 38 uh, have reached 61, you're going to have experienced exactly what I've experienced is that um, the fundamental essence of the people around you who formed that community, they've they've died. Um, And so they're no longer there. And I do think that your ties to the community become more tenuous as you age and those people all pass away. Right. Um, I, I don't know that I think that's a bad thing. And I, I don't feel, um, I don't regret that my children are not going to end up right here. Right. Uh, I'm happy for them to be where they're going to live, you know, productive, successful mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. My son went to New York because he was in the publishing industry and that's where he needed to go. I worry about Catawba County overall in terms of growth because it's hard to see it when you're here in Shirlesford in southeastern Catawba County and everything's booming, but mm-hmm. that's not the case across the county. No, it's not. Iredale um, County is growing far more rapidly than we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see. It would be hard to do, but I'd like to, if you could say, here are the zip codes that we're going to pull out of Catawba County's growth over the last 10 years yeah. and you pulled all of these out, I'd like to see what our rate would actually be. Well, um, and I think we're, we're only seeing what we're seeing maybe because of the ge- geography mm-hmm. behind it, right? And then our, the lake, it only has one route to go mm-hmm. to for more lakefront, and that is to come through this corner of Catawba mm-hmm. County. Um, if it weren't for that, then it probably would have missed the county altogether. Mm-hmm. Um and I, it, it takes me back to what you said, you know, being from an area, uh, having to deal with the growth instead of the decline. I mean, I think we're, we are fortunate in that regard here. Uh, and I wonder what kind of shift we're going to see because forever Catawba County was Hickory, right? Well, mm-hmm. it was, you know, all, all of what that is. And I can't help but think that that's going to shift at some point. It will. Uh, it will. Um, if you imagine the county again as that rectangle and Hickory up in the top left corner and Charlesford in the bottom right corner, right? Um, there's a line drawn across the county from the other two corners. Mm-hmm. Somewhere on that line, on either side of that line, uh, there's 50% of the tax base and 50% of the population on either side of the line. Yeah. That line... Uh, is shifting our way Um, and that's going to have uh, implications the whole history of catawba county is similar to that because uh, when we were still part of lincoln county uh, southeastern catawba county was uh, the english speaking part uh, Mm -hmm. where there were methodists presbyterians baptists up around hickory it was germans and lutherans that happened somewhere around Newton West. Um, this area was a part of the Lincoln County uh, dominant group where it was also Presbyterians, Scotch-Irish, English-speaking people. In 1843, when the county was formed, 
where they drew the line meant that southeastern Catawba County suddenly was a minority uh, politically and culturally. Interesting. Uh, because the new county was dominated by the Germans in Newton and West. Mm-hmm. And that has uh, continued to resonate even to today, if you think about some of the difficulties in Catawba County in getting various parts of the county to agree uh, about how to handle things, um, it all goes back to lingering suspicions and uh, just unfamiliarity yeah. with from one end of the county to the other. It's funny that you bring that up because, uh, you know, even... I don't know, just growing up in here and not knowing any of the backstory or caring at that point mm-hmm. in time, right? Um, it, it's funny. You always felt like you didn't belong to Catawba County being from this area, mm-hmm. that it, it was just this weird, we are the people that Catawba County forgot <laughs> down yeah. here. Uh, and now they're having to pay attention to, right. to us by default. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be pretty interesting to see. The dynamic shifts, and I'm glad that you brought up the split. And because in starting this podcast, I I didn't know that we came from Lincoln County. I don't know mm-hmm. anything behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, this was more of the uh, the discussion we were having earlier about me wanting to come back home for what it was, and not many people. You know, it was that place that people were trying to get away from and even mm-hmm. me for a time you know going mm-hmm. to Miami and then realizing that wasn't for me um, my brother was very much uh, hey I gotta go and he was in Boston for a while I mean he was around the world for a while um, and I don't know that he'll ever I, I mean he might come back mm-hmm. um, not for what it was right for what it may may turn into uh, but you you get that feeling from certain individuals growing up that you know, you're bigger than Cheryl's Fork. You're bigger than Catawba County. Mm-hmm. You've got to go find that. Um, so that's where it started for me. And then in that process, it was like, well, there's so much history I don't know that I can learn. Mm-hmm. And it's why I appreciate you know mm-hmm. you coming to sit down with me for a little while. And I'm hoping it's not the last time. Uh, I'll always be happy to talk about Catawba County. Uh, you can't understand southeastern Catawba County without understanding Camp Maidens. That's uh, one of the, if not the most uh, important cultural institutions, uh, not just for us, but for all of Catawba County. We talked about the split, 1843, mm-hmm. is when we were formed. Uh, prior to 1843, there was no Balls Creek campground. The campground was Rock Springs. We were all still a part of the same county then. Uh, you know, camp meetings, uh, there's a good case to be made, and there are reputable historians who will say to you that the notion of camp meetings started in Terrell at Rehoboth Church, that that's where it all came from all across the country. Now, there are others who will disagree, which is standard for history sure, of people. Absolutely. But, absolutely. Well, anything, but, but yes, right. But so Rock Springs was there, uh, formed in 1833, I think. Yeah. Uh, that was the camp meeting. Then 1843, uh, 1842, I'm sorry, 1842 is when Catawba County was formed. Uh, by 1853, Boss Creek is here because people said, well, we're in New County. We need to have our own camp meeting. Mm-hmm. And so there we are. But uh, all of the people who listen to your podcast, if they're interested enough 
in history to listen to this, they ought to be reading Gary Fries's History of Catawba County, three volumes, yeah. uh, which they can get at the Historical Association in Newton, and which uh, the Historical Association will be at our program on the 17th okay. with books and things for sale. But uh, Gary Fries will tell you that there has been very little uh, by way of politics, culture, religion, that was as important to Catawba County as Boss Creek Camp Meeting. Really? Yes. And, it, and it's funny because growing up here, um, we would always go to Rock Springs, mm-hmm. even though it was a different county, mm-hmm. because it was just like the people in this area had those tents and mm-hmm. stuff there. Um, but I remember so many people going to Balls Creek. Mm-hmm. Well, my family's tent is a camp meeting as at Balls Creek. We very rarely ever, ever went to Rock Springs. Right. I've got cousins who have tents at Rock Springs. Um, but no, we, we were Balls Creek. So at, at some point, we're going to have to circle back on this okay. and get into the depths of, of what that is because I think that could be a whole, mm-hmm. a whole bag of cats. Again, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Catawba Chronicles with Mr. Eads. I know that this is going beyond my wildest dreams as far as the connections that I've already made. Mr. Eads and I did not know each other prior to having this conversation. So there was a lot of uh, catching up, I guess you could say, just to figure out who's who and what is what. But I think at the end of it, we came such a long way in a short period of time. And like I said before, I really do hope this is a very long lasting relationship. I know that I have so much more to learn from all that he knows. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, please let us know. Leave a comment, like, subscribe, follow on your platform of choice. We should cover most of the social media outlets. I do believe we are now newly listed on the Apple Podcasts. So you can find us there. This thing is moving fast. We really would appreciate it if you would check out our webpage. If you know of anyone who has an awesome story to tell, get them in touch with me. You can get a hold of me at support at It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. much for tuning in to this episode of the Catawba Chronicles. If you're enjoying this show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen and getting more acquainted with all of the wonderful things Catawba County has to offer. We hope you'll join us again in the next episode of the Catawba Chronicles. Catawba Chronicles.